Henry Brown's career at AEP hasn't always gone smoothly. I, I, I didn't have a problem speaking up and voicing my opinion about that. Uh, and sometimes uh, uh, that wasn't very well received. Well, often it wasn't very well received. When he started here in 1975, things were different. I began to uh, learn very quickly that, uh, at that time anyway, that uh, minorities didn't go very high at Swapco. In this episode, how the times have changed and what still needs to change at AEP. Henry Brown is the director of Grid Modernization for Swepco. He's based out of their headquarters in Shreveport, Louisiana, where he reports to Swepco's president and leads an organization of about 100 people. Henry's also one of the longest serving employees at AEP. He's been with Swepco for more than 45 years. As a black man, he's often been the only one in the room during his career. I think the best way to understand Henry's story is to hear it from him. Yes, I grew up here in Shreveport, uh, lived here all of my life, uh, uh, went to uh, all uh, school here, graduated from Booker T. Washington High School in 1975. Uh, that's where I, I met my wife uh, in high school. Uh, we have uh, been married now for 46 years. And uh, we have three children, two boys and a girl, uh, five grandchildren, uh, three girls and two boys. And uh, I like to tease my wife that uh, uh, I've been married twice. Uh, first, I married Swepco in 75, and then in 76, we, she and I got married. Uh, when I proposed to her, she uh, wouldn't accept uh, my proposal unless I had a job. <laughs> So I had to make sure I was gainfully employed first, and then uh, uh, then we got married. There was obviously uh, for with not having a college degree at that times, it really minimized the number of uh, opportunities or job availabilities to people, especially uh, of color at that time. Uh, and typically, even if you had. Uh, a college degree, you probably was going to be sort of a teacher or something. wasn't wasn't very many jobs that, at least in this area, uh, for African Americans or minorities at that time. I had some friends that I knew of that worked at Swapco, and they told me about uh, an opportunity here to uh, to get on, and uh, I went down and applied. Uh, in fact, I applied at that time, both uh, at the uh, local telephone company, which at that time was Bell South, and uh, 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 it applied there. Uh, at that time, uh, the working at Swepco or the telephone company was considered two of the best jobs in this area. So I was very excited about getting on. I hired on as a meter reader, and I did that job for about uh, four months before transferring out to the service center uh, where I was hoping to eventually become a lineman. Appearances can be deceiving. And while things look good on the outside, once Henry got in, he saw things weren't as good as they had appeared. I began to 
uh, learned very quickly that uh, at that time, anyway, that uh, minorities didn't go very high at Swapco. Uh, we uh, was pretty much at that time relegated to jobs that was more uh, janitorial type or uh, we were reading meters. There was little respect given to African-Americans, especially African-American males. Uh, uh, it, while you, uh, it wasn't something that you necessarily experienced every day, but it wasn't out of the norm to hear uh, phrases that would be uh, demeaning and hurtful to, to you as, a, uh, as an African-American. I, I'm a believer, and, uh, and and so I was trying to practice my faith, and my faith is that you should treat people the way that you want to be treated uh, and talk to folks. And so I, I was very respectful, always been very respectful of others. And uh, But I, uh, uh, I was brought up to be proud of who I am and uh, didn't think I needed to take uh, – back seat, if you will, to anyone. And so when somebody would talk to me less than or say uh, derogatory things to me, then I, I, I would speak up. If you, you know, uh, if, if I saw people being treated differently than I was being treated and they was uh, employees, I, I wanted to be treated just like other employees. I didn't want more. I just wanted what empl uh, the same. I wanted to be treated just like any other employee. And so when I thought that that wasn't happening, I, I, I didn't have a problem speaking up and voicing my opinion about that. Uh, and sometimes uh, uh, that wasn't very well received. Well, often it wasn't very well received. Henry just wanted to be seen for who he is as a person, not what he is or what someone believes him to be. I pride myself on coming to work every day. So I never missed days sick. I always showed up on time. And so I didn't want to be considered somebody who wouldn't come to work or come on time. And so I did that. And so one day uh, when my younger sister uh, was uh, uh, having to leave for college uh, the day before, my parents told me they wouldn't be able to take her and asked if I could do that. Uh, if I could take her to school, she had to uh, uh, she was had needed to go to Lafayette, Louisiana. And so I uh, I called in and uh, early that morning and asked to take an emergency day of vacation, uh, which I had several days of vacation. And I recall the uh, the supervisor at the time telling me and what really upset me was he says, you people will have to learn. And he said, you can go in and have a day off. And and that didn't sit well with me as to why he was saying you people, because I was asking them for a day off. And I knew others had called in and gotten uh, uh, had received, if you will, days off uh, when they had emergencies. And I thought that was an emergency. And therefore, I didn't think he was doing anything special for me. So. I, I just called in and told him that uh, that was OK. I find another way to make that happen. And uh, I just came on in to work. And uh, when I came in to work, uh, uh, the manager and the, uh, the uh, if you will, the uh, uh, what we would call today, the MDS was there in the office and they wanted to meet with me. And I recall us having a very uh, 
uh, let's say, uh, uh, stirring conversation about <laughs> uh, calling, uh, lumping me in with others and, and saying you people. And at that time, uh, in that conversation, uh, they they eloquently told me that if I didn't like the way things were there, that I was invited to leave. <laughs> and that's kind of trying to put it mildly. Some of the things you learn to do then is you learn to to uh, internalize the hurt, internalize the pain and try to find uh, the good out of it and what you can do to make it better. So I guess I would say the uh, the friendship that I've that I've gained and developed over the years and, and the joy that I've received from just just helping not only those in the company, but those in our public at large really, really motivates me and keeps me going. There were other episodes like this, though not every confrontation was the same. There was a situation to where, and it's one of those friendships I developed that we were talking about, to to where I he was my he was a department head, and we were having a meeting. It was a, a safety meeting, and the meeting uh, had run uh, fairly lengthy, and uh, most of our white counterparts there had asked numerous questions. Uh, of the manager, and he uh, took time and and was very polite in responding to their questions, and uh, and I asked a question, and which was one of the only questions being asked by one of the black employees in the group, and when he responded, he was very short and uh, really, uh, uh, if you will, uh, came across abruptly and, and disrespectful. And so it offended um, not only myself, but several of my uh, friends or uh, black friends, if you will. And so we wanted to confront him about that. And I recall going to his office with them in tow, thinking that we would get there and visit with him and try to uh, uh, share with him or at least share with him just how he made us feel as employees. And to my surprise, when I got to his office, uh, they had kind of left me on my uh, by myself and I it was just he and I alone and before I could get started he wanted to apologize and he did apologize to me for the manner in which he uh, had spoke and just told me and he explained why he was saying the meter read longer than he uh, had anticipated and he was getting urged from his boss to to cut the meeting or the end of the meeting and needed for us to get to work he then when it uh, uh, proceeded to explain to me and answer my question a little bit more clearly as to why he uh, had asked us to do some things and and explain uh, his role uh, in getting work done and how he has to work with us and through us to get those things done. But uh, to my surprise, he happened to have a set of house plans uh, sitting on his desk and uh, he and I got to discussing his house plans and I told him that I had uh, recently had some house plans drawn, but that I could not afford uh, to pay a, a builder to, uh, to to build my house. And uh, had, uh, that I, at that time I had purchased a property, but I just needed to get me a, a reasonable builder. And he told me that he was going to contract his house out himself and that he was sure that I could do the same. And then he... Uh, from that, he asked, he, he uh, offered to uh, 
show me and to share with me uh, his experience as he went through building his home so that uh, that I could do the same. And so sure enough, whenever he completed his home and I assisted him with some of the uh, uh, the rough wire, uh, rough what they call rough end, uh, the wiring of the, uh, the initial wiring of his, of his house, uh, he did the same for me. And from that, we built a very strong and lasting relationship. And uh, in fact, I was able to build my first house where I contracted out myself due to the assistance that he provided. And, and he became a, a lifelong friend after that. And I attribute that to uh, his willingness just to open up and, and talk to me. And he began to uh, speak to me uh, just as another human being. He didn't see me or talk to me as if I was a uh, necessary a black man or, or, or an employee, but just as a man. He just saw a man try to do some things or do something similar to what he was doing and thought that he could help. And uh, and, and as a result of that, uh, uh, he did. In fact, that that really was a turning point for me at Swepco. If you if I can just go into that a little bit uh, prior to that. I had a very difficult relationship with uh, management uh, here at Swepco, uh, at least the local management anyway, uh, uh, because I would speak up whenever I felt that I was being done wrong. And oftentimes uh, that speaking up made me uh, to be considered a radical or someone who was a troublemaker. But I was only speaking up for myself and sometimes for others, but mainly for myself when I felt I was being done wrong. And uh, and and so uh, I had a very uh, dim look at uh, my career uh, here at Swepco. I didn't think it would be uh, long uh, lived when he and I uh, struck that relationship. I began to understand that some managers were just better than others. And, and there were some people who knew how to uh, treat people uh as humans and 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 just was uh, they were if you will they were good people and, and he was one of those and so he and his help uh, I will say along with some others did change my view of Swepco. Time has changed Henry's perception of the company, and along those lines, the company has worked to change since Henry joined in 1975. Uh, what's refreshing and even more today is that uh, while the company has always maintained that uh, their employees are their most valuable asset, I, I begin to see uh, them putting something behind those words and start to, at, at the very minimum, starting to require uh, management to speak to employees with some dignity and respect, uh, start to uh, ask folks to do things and 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 share with them why we do certain things the way we do it. Uh, in the past, uh, it was just a matter of, uh, you know, uh, in fact, I, I can give you a quote. Uh, it wasn't uncommon to hear a, a supervisors to say that if I tell you to jump, all I need to hear from you is how high. And, and that's what you was expected to do. But but now uh, uh, it seems to be a sharing of knowledge, wanting people to learn 
wanting people to know and, 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 and wanting people to enjoy doing the jobs. And, and that's to me, that's a huge part of the things that I like today is that uh, uh, that there's a uh, desire on the company's part to want employees to want to come to work as opposed to employees having to come to work because they have no choice. Being that I'm, if you will, so far, so far along in my career, I have a whole different look at a lot of things. And so a lot of things that in the past would have worried me, they don't, they don't really worry me now. I hate to use that phrase, but, but, but that's the truth. I mean, I don't, uh, I'm not trying to uh, uh, advance anymore. Uh, I, I'm just trying to help others. And so I don't worry about it as much. Uh, but I know that uh, uh, some of those that are coming behind me, they, they are concerned. They And so I would say, yes, they still experience some of those things. They still have some of those issues uh, even today. Uh, a big difference today uh, as uh, than, than it is than this word with me is that because how things were, uh, I had uh, I had patience, and I didn't. My expectation wasn't as great as it is for folks coming behind me today. Uh, they hear the uh, the words and the ideas of the corporation, and you know they expect and look to see things happening. And, and so uh, the challenge I have uh, working and trying to mentor many of them is say, hey, you know, we didn't get where we are overnight. And so we won't think the changes won't happen overnight. So let's let's just try to be patient. Let's try to work through it and let's do what we can. And then we'll eventually get there. I think we're moving and headed in the right direction. But I know for a lot of young folks, we're not moving there quite fast enough. As a society and as a company, we're confronting the realities of racial bias. We're learning that while we've made progress, there's still a ways to go. So the thing that uh, I think needs to change is that we need to start to giving uh, African-Americans and minorities more exposure. I, the one thing that helped me in my career the most and when I started doing well is when I start to uh, having uh, being able to be involved and and they started putting me on projects. They start to having me meet and work with other individuals. And when folks started seeing uh, that I could deliver and start to getting to know me, things got better for me. I think that at least what I see is I often see uh, uh, the same people uh, being on the committees and same people being asked to do uh, various tasks. And and and, and so uh, they, to me, it, at least you, you don't you don't get to see uh, the breadth of what the, the talent that the company has. And subsequently is that uh there's a lot of things that other folks who have exposure and have been working on various projects bring to the table where if you do get in a meeting, you are at a disadvantage because you don't have all the contacts. You don't 
you don't know all the people and you don't know how it all works. You, you just know your part. When I uh, uh, had to travel to a meeting, and, and as I said earlier, I was at a meeting that uh, that there was nobody that looked like me, and I uh, did my normal routine. I kind of kept to myself. I was I had my phone. I was looking at my phone and doing things to keep myself busy, while other folk was uh, meeting and and and, and conversing and, and interacting with one another. And to my surprise, a senior executive came over to me and welcomed me to the meeting. And I thought they was just being polite and they was just going to move on. But uh, that is they to stay there with me for a few minutes and we got into a conversation. And after we got into a conversation and we was uh, having a good discussion, others began to gravitate over towards us and they decided to join in the conversation. And after they joined in, uh, I began to get to know some other folks, get to meet some other folks. And so when I uh, so when the meeting start, I was a little bit more at ease of giving my input, but but I, I I hesitate to think how that meeting would have been for me had not the uh, executive or someone from that group. And I usually and I and I use that because I, I I firmly believe that because that leader, if you will, came over and showed that hey. You know, we're happy to have this person here. This person is a part of the team. This person is being included. I think that, uh, if you will, gave it emphasis for others to do the same. Everyone can drive diversity and inclusion at AEP. It starts with simple actions. Important. I don't think it has to be the leader. It could be anyone. I think if there's anyone who makes others feel comfortable and makes others feel that they are welcome, I think you can pull the best out of anyone. And, and that's all anybody wants to do. And I think the more we do that, and so I think it's, while it's incumbent upon whoever is the leader, I think to take the lead role in making sure that's the case. But but we all can do that in trying to make sure everybody has a part. Because one thing I do know, uh, if you have a meeting and you bring people in, uh, everybody has something to say. Is this a matter of whether or not we we are interested enough or we take the time enough time to find out what everybody else has to say? You know, as a, a black man, an African-American, if you want to refer to it as that, is that, uh, you know, we have the same desires as everyone else. We just want an opportunity to grow and develop within the company here at AEP. Uh, me personally, I, I don't really like to be defined by a color. I, I really uh, wish that we can move away from that and start seeing and it, at some point really start seeing uh, each other as individuals, seeing what talent and skills we bring to the table and seeing how we can better utilize those talent and skill uh, to promote the company so that, you know, the company can be successful and we as individuals can be successful. So I really do, uh, uh, growing up in the era when, when Dr. King talked about uh, us uh, not judging one another by the color of our skins, but by the content of our character, I, I wish we would really try to do that and strive to do that. I would like to, for us to look just beyond uh, 
those things that make us feel comfortable uh, in terms of, you know, who we know or who looks like us. But just but to look at a person for who they are and and think about, you know, with a little help, you know, what they may be able to become. And, and, and I think we can do a better job of that. A racial divide still exists in our country. It is a complex issue and it can be intimidating. Sometimes it's easier to understand an intimidating or scary issue when we look at one person's story because we all just want to be treated well, respected for what we do, and valued for who we are. So thank you to Henry Brown for sharing his story. We're going to share more stories from employees throughout this podcast. So if you like the episode, tell someone else about us. We post new episodes every other week. Thank you for listening and stay safe.